This is the Press Conference Podcast. Our lawyers made us change the intro so we don't get sued. I'm your host, Phil, and I'm here with my co-host, Dave. What a great mixtape we've got coming up, Phil. I'm super excited for everyone to hear this because we had a hell of a time with our guests for this week. It is the end of, I don't want to say the Holy Trinity, but we finally got all of our international listeners on the pod. Yep. Now we just need to get them on together and see what happens. Chaos, probably. <laughs> yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I don't know what we bring them on for, but it'll be something related to what we talk about in the next couple of hours. Perhaps. We'll see how we go. Should we just get into it? Yeah. So, introing our guest today, as mentioned, is one of our uh, international listeners. Um, fuck, what do we call them? They are a former Overcast kid, or I guess current Overcast kid living in the past, potentially. Who knows? Yeah, Elder um, Emo. Yeah, Elder Emo, that's a good way to call it. Um, you probably see them on IG. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, welcome, you know, close friend to the pod, um, close friend in real life, like just all-around legend. So welcome, mixtape number 10, May. So, May, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. I'm super keen to, to get into your background in music and stuff because I think it's uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, I hope it's a little bit interesting. I don't know if a lot of people will be interested in it, but it's a bit of a mix. We'll, so, yeah, we'll have to see what people think. Look, I'll be completely honest with you, and this is no knocking on anybody else who's done a mixtape for us because they've all been pretty great. But I think as a playlist that aligns to what I kind of listened to growing up to even my evolution of music, this probably aligns with me the most. So I'm sure Dave's going to absolutely love this this mixtape as we talk <laughs> about um, your taste, May, and then I guess my taste as well. Not underground enough yeah. for you, Dave. That's fine. I'll <laughs> pop my head out from under the ground every now and then. But I actually really enjoyed the playlist. So just, just uh, yeah, it was really good. I also think as well, May, because you did send it to us and you were really on top of it like a while ago. I feel like I've listened to it quite a lot <laughs> and there's even a song in there that I didn't think I'd really like, but now I find myself singing along and I kind of hate myself for it, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what that is and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Don't tell Nick, I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> well, let's get, we'll get into the questions that we usually ask before we uh, get into the music. So I guess as a whole, uh, how did you get into music back in the day and kind of what was that? Um, so my mom had me when she was quite young, so she was very alternative and, um, quite grungy. So listened to a lot of Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, Triple J, when I guess it was probably a bit more decent than what it is now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I listened to a lot of that. Um, then my auntie as well, she was very big into like the offspring, um, a few other bands. So yeah, like. That's how I got into it. Then I've done a bit of dancing as a kid, so was into Spice Girls and Whatever. all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, so that's how I got into music and then just gradually changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a really uh, awesome kind of introduction into music. I know, like, 
grunge blew up in the in the early nineties and and like it's it's still huge now, but like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, they're not bands that I even listened to until I was like in my teens, so I'm pretty jealous of that introduction to music. Well, Dave, you're like what twenty years older than us, so it probably makes sense when you teens <laughs> when uh, grunge became big, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking, mate. How old are you again? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 28. Yeah, so we're like the same age, and I think like yeah. my intro to music and getting my playlist together. I was trying to figure out ways to weave a lot of that in because I yeah, felt yeah. like, yeah, similar to you, I think just that time for growing up and what my parents and my uncle and aunties were listening to was very similar. So, yeah. Sorry, Dave. I had to. That's the last time I rag on you today. Yeah, it's fine. Like, Actually, probably not. My parents are a little bit older. So my parents, my mum had me when she was 33. So her favourite artist is like Dean Martin. So it's like I got a very different like I'm lucky to be where I am now. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sick. Um and then I guess like moving into I mean probably CDs back in the day. You probably missed the whole tape thing as well, May. Would I be right? Um you yeah, tapes? sort of. Um I there was one, like it's one of mum's memories of um driving to Kalgoorlie from Bunbury and that's about eight hours away and she had one tape in her car and it was the Wiggles and we listened to it the entire eight hour drive so poor mum <laughs> but yeah it was more CDs for me I was like growing up yeah and so what was your first record that you remember buying the first one that I remember buying would have been um either AFI's December Underground or Fear You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. Oh, cool. There was, there was probably a few others beforehand, but they're like the ones that I can remember. Definitely with the Panic album. Um, I listened to that like 13 times in a row in one day, just playing Club Penguin and stuff. So <laughs> it's a bit sad. I had a sad like little life there, just chilling on the internet, playing games and listening to music but yeah that album was a very good album what was that 2005 2006 or something that was a good time to be on the internet i think yeah yeah, yeah. MySpace <laughs> was just peaking myspace tumblr was about to have a hotel yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> did you guys play neopets as well or was that just me absolutely i not. never got into neopets yeah me neither, i played sorry. footy who said that <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Dave played footy. Yeah. Didn't listen to grunge until his teens. Look, who are you? <laughs> I listened to pop punk before I heard grunge. Weird. Um, so, May, what was the last record you purchased? The last record I purchased would have been um, Fall Out Boy's So Much for Stardust pre-order. I don't do the purchasing. I just send Nick <laughs> the links of vinyl. I'm like, hey, look at this. And then he's on that person. <laughs> to be honest, I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're going to be like, what was the like actual last one? Um, last night we did buy the Hell's Moving Castle soundtrack from Urban Outfitters. So oh, nice, beautiful. Yeah. Does it have an Obi? Um, back on. Oh, sorry. Oh. Is that the one with the Obi? Because I've been looking at some as well, but. Uh, no, I don't think it has an OB. It's just a coloured one, which I've been waiting for. I held back from spending 
the like hundred and whatever it was yeah. for each of them, like the the etched ones. Mm-hmm. I was like, there has to be coloured ones soon. So, and then last night I was like, oh Nick, I want to have a look on Urban Outfitters, just having the brows. And there was one left, and I was like, oh my god, because it was out of stock like a few weeks ago. Oh, good timing. Nice. Going back to the Fallout Boy one, though, I'm keen to know, because I don't think we've actually covered that record. No, you haven't. Um, I think we might have been in our break, Dave, when that came out. Um, yeah. or maybe we'll just be in, being lousy with our uh, <laughs> with our content. But, um, mate, what did you think? Oh, you like, you've been listening to Fred again two days. Yeah. Don't, don't knock me, all right? Um, but, mate, what, what did you think of the new Fallout Boy record? I think it's actually really, really good. I'm very impressed with it. Um, Mania was a bit different. I'm not going <laughs> to talk shit about it because, you know, I think they were just experimenting with different things. And I feel like this latest experimenting one... With, uh, experimenting with uh, money from the record label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a bad but, day. yeah, this, one, this one's just something else. Like, I always catch myself listening to it and I'm like... It's actually really good. Like, yeah, brings me back to the old days. So other than Mania, because you like all the other stuff in between, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, not gonna a... knock it. I'm not going to knock it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a touchy thing with people, but yes, I do like their other stuff. It's good. All right. What do you think about it? For we'll me? save the follow-up. Which... Did you like it? I think I think it's a great record. I think it's their best record since Follow You Do. Um. I just felt like it It was just good. It just reminded me of, the, of that kind of era. Not so much the earlier stuff, which was probably a bit more like pop punky and a bit more good. Um, alternative. Um, but I did, I did feel that it had like good anthems, ballads were there. And just like, you know, Patrick's voice and just everything just kind of felt like just after Infinity on High-ish of yeah. like kind of their sounds. So, and I really like, like Folio Do, I still think is their like underrated, maybe their best album. But um We'll save that for the for the other for the Fallout Boy pod. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Dave? I got through a few listens. I thought you could hear like a little bit of every year. So like I haven't covered all yeah. of like all of them at depth, but you could hear a little bit of everything. So it wasn't like like a it was a bit of sample from everything the way through. So I thought that was pretty clever, and the way the, a few of the tracks tied together throughout the album was really cool as well. So. They showed yeah, a bit good of, continuity in it. Yeah, they they showed some chops there, so it was fun, fun listen. And, and in regards to the vinyl release, were you, are you sad, May, that you missed out on the uh, the Crinal vinyl? Yeah, look, that was a bit disappointing that I did miss out on that because that would have been a good one. Um, That's pretty funny that they actually did that. Like we all joke about getting the tears of simps in 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 vinyl, <laughs> and they actually said, "No, nah, fuck it, we're going to do it." <laughs> Yeah, I, I was really hoping for one, but who knows? Maybe I'll get my hands on one eventually. Never know. That's good. Um, well, I guess moving on. So, I mean, you mentioned a lot that your mum was a big influence into in your music taste because of, you know, what she was listening to at the time. Did she ever take you along to any gigs? Yeah. Or- um, my first gig was Fall Out Boy in 2007. and. Nice. Mum took me to that. Um, Jack's Mannequin and Gyroscope were supporting. And um, at the time, we were living in Kalgoorlie. So Kalgoorlie is six hours away from Perth. And 
that, yeah, that was my first show because I never had the chance to be able to like travel and go down to any others. And in 2007, that's when I first fell in love with Fall Out Boy. And I seen, I remember seeing the tour announcement in the newspaper, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like I have to go!" Like, <laughs> and it's actually quite a big show for me because I also had a meet and greet with Fall Out Boy, so I got to meet them as well. That was pretty cool. Oh, nice! That's sick. That's where it kicked all kicked it off. Yeah, pretty much. I remember um, winning the like meet and greet through. They had a um, fan club called the Overcast Kids, and I got the chance to meet them through that. I remember going into school one morning and being like, I was a bit late, and I walked in. And I was like, I'm meeting <laughs> Fallout Boy, and the whole class was just like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about that. I mean, Kalgoorlie is in literally the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, how was that growing up, like being, I guess, a bit of a emo kid, you know, a bit alternative in a small town like that? What was that like growing up? It sucked. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I pretty much had like one gig a year that I would go to. Um, so following that, like 2008, I went to Panic at the Disco Cobra Starship and the Academy is. How good Perth. was that tour, by the way? That I, was amazing. One of my favourite tours of all time. Yeah, I wish they could do that again. Uh, but yeah, that was, I think that's one of my favourite shows of all time. But yeah, um, growing up, didn't really have many gigs. I think there was like one show in Kalgoorlie that I went to, and that was the Getaway Plan. They came mm-hmm. in 2008 for a youth festival, and I was so stoked about that. But, That's so cool. Yeah, and being a bit alternative in a small mining town was very hard. High school was a bit hard. But I did have some friends that were into music as well, and we were able to, like, tell each other about different bands and stuff. So that was cool. That got me through it. Well, I need to know as well. You go. Oh, you sorry, go. Dave, you go. You go. I was just going to say, you're, I'm you're just, making up for it now with all the gigs that you guys are going to. Making up for lost time. Yeah. Yes, definitely. There's I feel like there's the gig like every week, but the last couple of weeks had a nice little rest. But yeah, definitely making up for lost time. What were you gonna say, Phil? I was gonna make a weird joke about weird joke, a weird comment about uh WA's a hot place, especially in like Helgooli in the middle of nowhere where it's just kind of surrounded by desert. Like, did you dress like an emo kid growing up or was it, is it hard being in Perth and WA doing that? Um, honestly, I catch myself all the time being like, how the fuck did I dress? Like, I, I, I used to wear, like, long sleeve, like, sh- shirts and hoodies under my, like, T-shirts at school during summer and it'd be, like, 40-degree heat. And nowadays I'm like, I don't know how I've done that. Like, it was very hard. And even nowadays it is a bit hard still. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, when I was like an emo kid, I was hot all the time wearing hoodies, you know, like thumb, thumb holes in the hoodies. I was hot all the time, but I didn't care. I can't imagine doing it in WA uh, in like around desert. Okay, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Super Sorry. Dry Sorry, Dave. Foods. Quality, quality <laughs> content for the pod. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't say sorry. On, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll move on to the next question, though. So, May, what was your last gig that you went to? Uh, the last gig I went to was Kiss Chasey with Towns and Beck Stevens. 
Oh, that was very exciting for me because it was the first time I've ever been able to see Kiss Chasey. So it's a big one for me. Um, I used to listen to them quite a lot growing up and never had the chance to see them. And I'll always regret not going to their last show in Perth. That was like the biggest regret. And as soon as I announced this tour, I was like, I'm going. But also that was a very big weekend for us because we had two other shows. He's just waiting for Phil to kick back in. Um, That's all right. I'm here. I can, I can um, hear you guys. I'm just a really incredible tour. Like I caught the 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 back end, so we caught kind of the bookends of of that, and um, yeah. it was so special seeing them again and seeing them play those songs and and really getting some recognition because I. I've, People weren't really talking about them for a minute there, so it's awesome to see him back in the fold. And seeing Towns as well. Um, Towns are so good. They're so they're such lovely people. Mm. Their um their stage presence for two piece is is incredible. Um and then like Beck Stevens, we missed her, but then we were um she got up on stage with Towns and Sean from Kiss Chasey and they played Adam's song, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they did a bit of a cover, but Beck Stevens was reading off a piece of paper, like the lyrics. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And the whole story in the lead-up was like, oh, we this came on in the van and we're like, we should cover this because, like, who hasn't not listened to this song before? And then all of a sudden they're, um, <laughs> she didn't know the words. I'm like, how accurate is that story? But they're really cool. Um, I'm keen to see them again. Yeah, definitely um, one of the best bands I've seen as a two-piece. Um, I always say that they're like my last two brain cells on stage, <laughs> like just performing because, yeah, they're, they're very funny and, yeah, really nice people as well. Um, we were able to catch them when we were in Melbourne last time and then had a chat to them there and then they played Perth a couple of weeks later and they're like, hey, you were at the Melbourne show. And I was like, yeah, we were. And then we were able to say hi to them again. And, yeah, it's just really nice. And they're cool to talk to. And I like that with fans that acknowledge their listeners and their fans. Yeah, they have good memories. They actually called out a guy from, like, a Brisbane show three weeks earlier. (laughs) Like, hey, if your name's Eddie, you fucked our tour. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. And I was like, that's sick. Like, just... They're, they're appreciative of the people in the crowd because they're they yeah. So, uh, yeah. Am I back? Yes. Yeah. Fuck, this internet. Hotspot this today because off. last time it was crap. Today, I, I've, fuck, I have no idea. I'm just going to have to move into your vinyl room, Dave. Okay, that's fine. There's plenty but of room. I'm taking the vinyl. <laughs> Good luck. Um. um did I hear you guys talking a bit about uh, Kiss Chasey and Towns there, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you talk about the other gigs you went to recently, May? No, I haven't yet. So, um, so the that weekend I had um, the Friday night, we had Slowly Slowly, which was the first time seeing them since 2019. So I was very excited for that. And then the Saturday night we had Grooving, um, the Saturday we had Grooving the Move down here in Bunbury that was a big one as well and then we had to drive all the way back up to Perth for Kiss Tracy. So how were Slowly in Perth? Very good 
but I'm actually disappointed that we didn't get the two-hour set. <laughs> what was the deal with that? Because am I correct in saying turnover were never going to Perth? Yeah. Yeah, they were never coming to Perth. It's weird Is it that a they different would... tour? I'm confused. I think it was the same tour. I've got the T-shirt here that I actually picked up for you, May, and I'm pretty sure it's oh, got the you. Perth date on the back. I think they just like used it as an opportunity. What have we got? 5th of May in Perth, and the next show was the 18th of May in Adelaide. So I guess maybe they just used the opportunity for Groove in the Mood to play a headline show in Perth. Yeah, I feel like that was the... Yeah, I'm not too sure about Turnover. I have a feeling they weren't playing, or maybe they were, because I know Teenage Jones did um, support slowly in Perth because they were also playing Groove in the Mood. Mm. But I know that Turnover were also doing a side show in Perth, so I don't know what was happening there. Right. So I might be wrong on that, but yeah, I just, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I love Teenage Jones. I think they're great and I've seen them a couple of times, but I would have preferred a two hour slowly set over having it was two support bands. I, I was also saying next time I think slowly do a tour, I'm going to go to Melbourne for it because I just don't think, I just don't think a slowly show is the same as a Melbourne show. I mean, just their hometown crowd, the energy is the best. More like more hardcore fans, I guess. I like a lot of hometown shows. I get it. Um, yeah. And not that Sydney was bad. Sydney was fantastic. Probably one of the best Sydney gigs I've been to. But um, yeah, I'm going back to Melbourne for the next show. Could you imagine seeing them at the Forum though? I know. I'd love to. I'd love to see them there. I think the biggest room I've seen them play in Melbourne was maybe the Corner. I think like they haven't played big shows before those last two Melbourne shows where they were both at the Forum. Before that, I'm pretty sure I saw them, yeah, play there. So it wasn't like a big room. Um, they played the Roundhouse up here, which is probably similar size to the Forum. Um, probably similar size, I think. Maybe a little bit smaller, and they just owned the room. So I can just imagine at Melbourne it would be even better. And I love the Forum, prettiest venue in the world. Cool. Well, is that all you guys have to say about that? Just cool. Far out. <laughs> I don't know, Red Rocks would probably give it a, a run for its money. Oh, fucking hell, Dave. Whatever, ask the next question, Dave. Bloody hell. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm hoping Nick didn't steal yours, but um, do you have a, a unique purchasing story or uh, tell us about your most unique record? Uh, so I don't think Nick did steal mine. I'm hoping not. But, I, don't um, rem- I don't even remember what Nick's was, so go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so uh, one of my grails was always getting the pink copy of American Candy by the main. Mm-hmm. And one popped up on eBay last year for quite a decent price. And like, oh, let's get it. Like, it arrived and it had a mark on the cover. And I feel like they priced it because of this red mark that was on the cover. Mm. And I sat there and I was like, I reckon I could get this off. And I did. And it looks like brand new, nothing wrong with it. Like, um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with that because at that time they were going for about four, $500 and we got it for a lot less than that. Um, and then my other unique one I think would be, there's a um, vinyl store in Bustleton, which is further down south. And I got, we just went and had a look and my sister actually picked it up and showed me 
it was the Five Seconds of Summer Meet You There tour live album. And I was like, oh, well, I haven't actually seen that in person. And it was only like $45 or something like that. So we grabbed that, walked out, had a look on Discogs, and it was about 400 bucks. Wow. Oh, wow. That's sick. So, yeah, very happy with those. Um, I also, and I think Nick mentioned this in his podcast, that I have the worst luck with Fallout Boy vinyl and them arriving in just really bad condition. Um, uh, I know he mentioned that I had the, I got the box set for free basically because it was refunded as it arrived very damaged. Must be nice. But, yeah, it was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because it's a clear one. Yeah. Um, But also, yeah, I got, um, I picked up the Infinity on Highest Splatter quite 50 bucks. At some point it went missing in the mail, so I started stressing about that. And then the filet do arrived and it was like super creased and nice. But as long as they play, I'm happy. So that's all right. As long as they play and as long as they're not black. We know. We know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dave, what are you waiting for, bro? Get on with it. Jesus you? Christ. We I spoke about this. <laughs> Fuck. All right, so we'll move on to the mixtape, May. So um, can yep. you explain, like, the theme you had going when you were picking your songs and, and where you went with it? And, um, yeah. Um, I had a little bit of a hard time actually picking songs and what I was doing. I thought the um, mixtape, is it Macca that done the different vinyl? I thought that was really cool, and I was like, oh, tempted Shout to do to that Macca, as well. Yeah, that was a pretty cool idea, but I decided to just do um, songs from over my life, like different periods of life, what I'm into now, what I was into growing up, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, well, let's talk about the first song. So the first song is Just a Girl by No Doubt, which is, like, No Doubt are really awesome. I when I hear them come on, like I don't go and listen to them, but when they come on, you always you know all the songs, and it's yeah, it's incredible, and um, yeah, I just really love this song. I think it's an absolute cracker of an opening too. Um, why did you pick this one to open with me? Well, no doubt, were one of the first bands I really listened to as a kid. Um, I remember having their greatest hits album, and just like blasting that all the time. I love the mixture of different genres in their songs. But also, it's one of my favourite because it's in a couple of movies that I really love. So, um, it's in Romeo and Michelle. There's just like a snippet of it. And that's one of my like favourite movies. And also, it's in Clueless. And yeah, I'm just a girl here on the pod. Yeah, sharing my life. Yeah, actually, also <laughs> a shout out. You're the first girl we've had on the pod. So, yeah. that's a pretty big feat. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say before, I do not relate to this song at all, but I still, I still like to sing along. Because <laughs> if this song doesn't take you back, I feel this song was in like nearly every other teen like movie growing up, I felt. Yeah. Um, I love those sort of movies. Like, I'm a massive fan. Like I can rewatch all those sort of movies. Like Nick would be like, let's try and watch this new movie. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to watch like 
Romeo and Michelle, Mean Girls, you know, all those like 2000s movies. Yeah, I'm big on them. Yeah, right in your comfort zone. Yeah. This is a sidebar that probably isn't pod worthy, but have you guys watched Comet yet? No, we haven't yet. (laughs) You'll like it. I'm telling you, go watch it. It's a good movie. Maybe this weekend when I've got nothing else to do and there's no Frio game. So maybe I'll watch it then. We'll see. I'm I'm not going to watch it. Well, um, do we want to play that track and then uh, a few others, and we'll um, we'll chat about a few more on the other side. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Take this pink ribbon off my eyes. I'm exposed, and it's no big surprise. Don't you think I know exactly where I?
top there we had just a girl by no doubt uh followed by cemetery drive by my chemical romance and then again by saturday by fallout boy an absolute amazing run to start the pod so i'm really stoked to talk about these may talk us about my chem and cemetery drive uh cemetery drive has always been one of my favorite songs three cheers is my favorite album um I don't know, just, there's just something about it. Like the other day, I was actually going for a walk listening to my playlist. And when it popped up, I was just like, this song, like even the like backing vocals and everything, like listening to it through your headphones is a completely different experience. Like you can just, oh, it's just amazing. That entire album is perfection. And um, yeah, I really love MCR. Um, I got into them. I think I would have been 11 when I started listening to them. Um, they were on Channel V's Emo on V that used to be on Foxtel. And Rest in peace. from there on, yes, I, love, I used to listen to that all the time. I'd watch it. That's how I found a lot of bands nowadays. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I think it was like Black Parade. That's when I started playing all of that. And that's how I got into MCR. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack here. Yes. <laughs> Firstly, let's hit us with a, with a, with the fast five um, or four. Rank your albums. Let's do it. Rank my MCR albums. Rank them. Obviously, oh. you said three cheers is number one. Yeah. Which what? What's wrong with that? Give her a chance to think about it. it put me on the spot. <laughs> oh. Um. I, you're going to hate me, but I'm putting bullets last. That's fine because, see, this is the There's thing that five. they don't tell you about my chem rankings, right, is that the first record's a 10 and the fourth record's a 10. So it doesn't really matter the order, to be honest. So um, 
bullets is last. That's fine. So what do you got as two and three? Um, three would be Danger Days, and then two is obviously Black Pride. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess. I guess secondly as well. So we obviously all went to see them in Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Back in March, was that the? F- I can't remember. Was that the first time you'd seen them? No, no. I uh, saw them at Big Day Out in 2012. And how did that gig stack up to the to the gig we went to? The gig we went to was like way better because it was obviously a headliner, um, longer set, more songs. I think Big Day Out. It was just you know like the released sort of stuff um it was just after danger days came out i think so there was like a couple of them um yeah then that show was incredible i obviously went the night before as well with my family mm-hmm. which was i'm glad i went to that as well because i cried more then than i did with you guys so that was yeah. good i was able to get it out of the way <laughs> i was almost the opposite when i saw them in sydney i cried more they played when they played uh <laughs> summertime i was like a fucking mess. <laughs> and then they played, um, uh, fuck, what did they play? Um, oh my God. The famous last words, B-side. Oh my God. Uh, fuck, I forgot. Oh my God, I'm a fake fan. But anyways, I cried more that night, so it was good. But um, yeah, great. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was... I was very sad that I didn't get Cemetery Drive at either of the shows because that is my favourite song and I know that they'd done a little snippet of it in Brisbane. I and think I was, was really the hoping... planet, right? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, I we really know, wanted Dave. it. We did, we did the uh, recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't play it once. I thought it was interesting. I thought that would have been an absolute heater that they would have played nearly every night. But... Me too. But Sounds yeah, it's like a difficult song though. Like it's very layered and like intricate and like there's well, the a lot of fucked on. up when we saw him in Melbourne. So I don't think he would have been able to handle Cemetery Drive. Like I'm pretty sure the snippet they played was like not on the drums. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just Gerard. Yeah, so it's like, it. yeah, he's a fucking bitch. Bring Bob back. You know he doesn't want to do it, but whatever. Um, Dave, what's your what's your power rankings for my chem records? Oh, um, bullets. Who doesn't even know the names. Yeah, <laughs> bullets. Three cheers. Black parade. Danger days. All right. There you go. All right. What's yours? Mine would be the black parade. Three cheers. Probably bullets and then danger days, but. If I'm actually going to rank him in how much I listen to them, it would be Danger Days, Bullets, Black Parade, Three Cheers. Not that I think that that's the best order. I think the first order is the right order for me. But I listen to Danger Days and Bullets more. That actually really surprises me. I love the guitars on Bullets. Danger Days is so underrated. And then oh, yeah, favorite. I agree. And it's just it's, it's aged so well. Not the other two I haven't, but, you know. It's still a slog for me. I just... It's all that pop music, Dave. You can't handle it. Like, you get the migraine. It's like your kryptonite. Pop music. No, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Should we move into the next pop song, then? Oh, fucking (laughs) please. 
This is a, this is a good one as well. Saturday by Fallout Boy May. Just let's. Um, we're just going to give you the mic. Just go on your rant. Do what you want to do. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I absolutely love Fallout Boy. Uh, I picked this song because it was very hard to even pick one. Like I was surprised that you picked Saturday to be honest, but I'll let you. Sorry, I'll let you continue. Taste to Your Grave is one of my favorite albums. Uh, I have a tattoo of it, like for it. Um, Saturday is just a really good song that they released. That obviously isn't like the Grand Theft Autumn and you know, like all the like other well-known ones. Mm-hmm. Um, of the little screamy p- bit that Pete does at the end, like just gets me in my feels. Um, I listened to that album a lot growing up. That was just like the album that was always there for me. Um, so yeah, that's why I picked that. I don't know whether to start going on my Fallout Boy tangent now or wait for you guys to. Dave, this is probably the one Fallout Boy record you probably know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> I like this one and take um, uh, from, from under, under the cork tree. tree. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I found this really interesting because I haven't listened to it in such a long time and. The screamy part interests me. I, I was going to ask who did it. Um, and so it was Pete. And <clears throat> I just am interested at, at how Fallout, Fallout Boy got super huge compared to like the likes of Newfound Glory when they're all around the same, same time. Because like Newfound Glory kind of just stayed at the same spot, but then Fallout Boy just went huge. Um, do you guys have any ideas about how that happened? I, I do, but May, do you want to do the honours? <laughs> I'm actually not too sure, to be honest. So, Phil, do you want to take I, I personally think Pete Wentz had a massive thing to okay. do with it. <laughs> I mean, he was just like, they were on One Tree Hill. They were like the poster boy for pop punk at that time. He was like, you know, it was just everything that that whole emo thing. He was like the drive wave for our boy. Like, everyone just loved him, had their poster of him on the wall. He uh, Huh? He doesn't sing though, does he? No, he doesn't. Well, not really. Like, but he's he, a singer that, that that makes a band go. But but have you seen Patrick Stump? He, he's not. He's not he's even the stump. like third best looking dude on that band. <laughs> you should have been the drummer <laughs> that sings. Um, I think that was a big part of it, and the other part of it, I think their songs were just more catchy and more pop worthy, or more radio worthy than Newfound Glory. Um. Because really, after Sticks and Stones, they probably their songs were probably less radio and more just the formula. And that's not me taking a knock on Newfound Glory because I love Newfound Glory. But you got to think, Fallout Boy followed it up with like Sugar We're Going Down, um, like, and that's just everyone knows that song, right? Um, dance, dance. It was just I thought they Talk just got, and, they just got yeah. it right. So that's that's my take on that. Okay, it was just I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, can I ask that tonight? Because it's like. Really interesting to see, like, directions that bands go in. Obviously, Fallout Boy signed to a major as well. I'm not yeah. sure if Newfound Glory did for Catalyst. Well, I also think, you know, think Fallout Boy, they weren't that generic pop punk after the first record, really. No. They had their own flavour. And then even with Infinity on High, it took it to a whole other level. I think they just evolved. and Whereas I think Newfound Glory stayed very much the same. That's fine. Uh, Newfound Glory was the first example that came to my head. But yeah. they're probably the next closest that I can think of. 
Yeah. Pay once is definitely the reason I got into Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, so when I was listening to like my cam and Panic and AFI and all of that in primary school, I think it was year six, I had a friend say to me, oh, have you listened to Fallout Boy? And I was like, no, I don't know who they are. Like, just kind of left it and he's like oh my sister listens to them and I think you'd really like them and I was like oh okay mm. cool just went about my way kept listening to what I was listening to and then I remember one morning getting ready for school and again watching Channel V and this ain't a scene um music video came on and I was kind of just like whoa yeah I, I love him I love everything about that band and that was my like my hyperfixation just started on there with Fallout Boy like that that was a really cool video clip too. Like yeah. at the start, in like the recording studio, and it's, it was like a like a rap video even to begin with. <laughs> like uh, I think that they had they they got it right. They had the perfect balance from good music and comedy, and yeah, yeah. And yeah, all of that led me to listening to the Academy Years, Cobra Starship, Jim Class Heroes, Kid Is What We Home For, Rocket to the Moon all that sort of stuff, because they're all under that sort of, like, the same label, like, filled by Rahman, and then also Decadence, which is Pete Wentz's record label. Mm. So, yeah. But you, did you spend a lot of time on MySpace? Yeah. Finding spent- music, or, like, yeah, where would you get your music from back in the day? Uh, obviously, um, Channel V, because they played a lot of, like, the, the emo section there. Mm-hmm. So I'd go from there, then kind of go on a tangent. Then it was, yeah, a lot of MySpace. Um, and then following, like, because of being obsessed with Pete Wentz and Fall Out Boy, kind of just going down, like, the list of all the bands that they were associated with. I was showing Nick the other day the, like, music videos and how some of them, like, intertwine. And, you know, there's, like, different members from different bands in, like, the videos. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's, like, the Marvel Universe. But, you know, like, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> I have a question for you. Were yeah. you more upset when Fallout Boy announced they were breaking up or when One Direction announced they were breaking up? Um, I'm not too sure. Maybe One Direction. I, th- I think I was sad when One Direction broke up. <laughs> I-, I was pretty sad. <laughs> Which one were you more sad about, Dave? That's a real question. Thrice. Oh, please. <laughs> um, yeah, great track. Do you want to say anything else about Fallout Boy, May? This is your last chance, or forever hold your peace. I really hope they come to good things. But at the same yes, time, let's put that out. Let's put that out there. But at the same time, I would love to see Headline a couple show. of headlining shows. That's because I've said to Nick already. When they come back to Australia, I'm doing multiple shows. Maybe you'll finally come to Sydney. Probably not, but it's it's I can, a man can dream. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Adelaide's uh, on the way to Melbourne from Perth, mate. Just remember that all the way back. You can stop off at Kalgoorlie on the way. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've got to show Nick the biggest hole. <laughs> Push. Wait, is there a big is there a big hole in Kalgoorlie, or is yeah. it actually the fact that it's a hole? Both. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, there's a massive open cut mine called the Super Pit. I think you can see it from space. Like it's that big. Oh. And they also have the world's tallest bin. The world's tallest bin? Yes. 
So you know how we're talking about this apartment building, (laughs) the giant ram that like we're gonna go see on our little road trip. Um, Yeah, they also have a really tall bin. Wow, that's a super pit. I found it. Yeah, it's pretty big. I was thinking like it was like a hole in like three hundred, whereas it's like a big hole. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a big ass fucking mine. (laughs) But yes, also Kalgoorlie is a hole. Sorry if anyone from Kalgoorlie is listening to this. I'm sorry, but it is a hole. Nah, it's a fucking hole. You need to go to uh, Bunbury. That's where it's at. Nah, not even that. (laughs) All right. Talking about good things and manifesting a Fallout Boy return, this next band did play good things. And as I'm saying this, I realize you didn't go to good things, May, so I am sorry. Um, But the next track we're going to play is Drowned by Bring Me the Horizon. Talk about that with us, please. Um, I started listening to Bring Me the Horizon in high school. It was a little bit different to what I was usually listening to at the time. I was listening to, you know, Fall Out Boy, also Short Stack. Um, so I think coming home and, you know, chucking Count Your Blessings on, mum was probably like, whoa, hold up. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I started, I had a bit of a fixation on Bring Me the Horizon. I loved Ollie. Um, I was obsessed with like his other stuff, like Drop Dead Clothing. I wanted to create my own clothing brand. Um, I wanted a high-five tattoo on my hand for so Same. Long. <laughs> like I would draw on my hand at school with the high-five thing and, yeah, it was so sad. <laughs> One of my friends in high school, we were both, like, really into Drop Dead and, yeah, we decided we wanted to do a clothing brand. He was designing the stuff. We just never got around to it. But, yeah, I hammered Suicide Season a lot. That was one of my other top albums. But when That's the Spirit released, um, I was going through a really hard time mentally and I just felt that album just spoke Mm. words that I couldn't even explain. Um, Drown, I think, is an amazing song. The lyrics are very deep. Um, But also it sounds, like, really happy at the same time. Like, Mm. um, yeah, that's now my favourite Bring Me The Horizon album, like, yeah, I know it's a bit of a bit of a hot topic there, but I think that's the spirit is amazing. I think they've done a really good job with that. I also think it's amazing. Um, are you familiar with this album much, Dave? Yeah, uh, this is the album that got me into Bring Me. Really? So, oh, cool. Like I, I listened to Sam Paternal a little bit, and like it was like because it was being played on Triple J and stuff like that, and the Sam Paternal meme and all that kind of stuff but i was like yeah this, this is all right and then this like that um that's the spirit just really took me back to that high school music that i used to listen to because it's really like a post hardcore record like yeah. screamo almost and like choruses like yeah the music like we always talk about feels like the the music makes you feel happy and the lyrics make you feel sad it's like the the, the the constant uh, balancing act of listening to, to kind of e- emotional music. And, yeah, I smashed it heaps and heaps. And I think I've got, like, the, the Silver record. Mm, nice. That one. So, um, yeah, I made sure I grabbed that when I could because, uh, yeah, it's yeah it's a great album. I think this track especially as well, like it, it, it's definitely a favorite across like people that love Bring Me the Horizon, probably people just in the scene that like alternative music. 
because it does hit you in the feels pretty hard. And I think, especially live, like it's just brutal, like absolutely brutal. Every time I've seen it, even when they've played it with the full band like normal, or even if they've done like an acoustic rendition of it, it just fucking cuts right through you. And I think it's just a beautiful song. Um, and it just is like a perfect like sum up of who they are as a band. Yeah. It's Ollie's delivery. You can actually feel the, like his pain and like you can feel the the words in what like way he's delivering it and that mm. it makes it a big deal. You hear a singer's voice crack, that's that's what you want to hear. All right, quick quick fire. Rank you bring me the horizon albums. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say Sam Paternal isn't even in my top three. Just saying it. Might not even be in my top five. Is that a bad take? I don't know. We'll find out. I'm not sure where I would even place any of them. But yeah, that's the spirit. Definitely number one for me. And then I think Suicide Season underneath that, just because of like, it was just completely different to what I was listening to. And like, I hammered that so much. Like even mum would walk past and like, you'd catch her singing some of the songs. Like, yeah, all right, go off, mum. <laughs> I will just say, I also think with Bring Me, although I think they're musical geniuses, if if Ollie Sykes wasn't the lead singer, I think similar to Fallout Boy, they wouldn't have gotten as big as early oh, as yeah. they did. Yeah. Especially with, like, a wide range of, you know, demographic. I think if Ollie wasn't the front man, they, yeah, it wouldn't have gotten as big. It's all part of the formula. That's why That's why I never made it in, a, in my screamo band. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyways, should we play it? Yes. Absolutely. All right, let's load that up and then uh, we'll bring it in on the other side. What doesn't kill you makes you wish you were dead. Got a hole in my soul going deeper and deeper And I can't take one more
said it's okay, it's alright, it's just tonight And we'll be fine Except for my shitty self-care And our shitty quality time I spend on my phone and I need to go home Cause lonely is safest for me We've all tried to be much nicer To ourselves and others at one point or So at the top there we had uh, Drown by Bring Me The Horizon, then Alchemy by Slowly Slowly, and oh, Bougainvillea by Sly Withers. Did I get it right? Yeah. Is that how you say yes. it? Yes. I thought it was Bougainvillea. No. <laughs> Bougainvillea. By Slee, Slee Withers. Isn't that right? Sorry, continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah, let's talk about Slowly because I, I love this track. Um, yeah, tell us about it, mate. That was the first song I ever heard of theirs. I can remember um, I was on my way to TAFE and I was listening to Triple J and they were playing Alchemy and I was like, oh, these guys sound cool. And so I was shazamming it and then it's like, I just thought, I, like, I mean, I got to TAFE and I just kept thinking about it all day. I was like, I need to listen to this band. I need to listen to this band. As soon as I got back in the car, I was like, straight on like the Spotify. And yeah, I was like, love it first listen. And then, um, I checked and I saw that they were playing in Perth a couple of weeks later. And I said to Nick, oh, we should go check them out. And from there on, it was just like, that was our band. Like, saw them a few times after that. Um, I love that album. Daisy Chain is a close second, though. I really like Daisy Chain. I think that's a good album. Um, I think they're lovely guys. And I appreciate that they interact with their fans all the time. Like, I can post stuff on my story mm. and I'll reply straight away. Um, Take note, other band in this bracket. <laughs> you fucking dogs. <laughs> and their manager. <laughs> but even like the other night, like we saw them at um, Magnet House in Perth. And then the next day we saw them at GTM. And that was the first time we've ever met them. And they're like, oh, you guys were at the show last night. And we're like, yeah, we were. Like we were actually recognized and we loved that because we don't get that with some other bands i will say i think um <laughs> i will say if i was a band, if i was a band i saw nick's big nonce at the front <laughs> of the barrier i'd, re- I'd remember you too <laughs> he's like there's that big guy and then like Back that like emo girl with the with the front fringe like next to him. <laughs> I think that would be pretty hard to miss. I always think that I'm like, oh, there's that <laughs> fucking tall ass guy and his short little emo girlfriend. Like, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> we love, we do love you, Nick. It's okay. <laughs> um, 
I've got so many questions here because I didn't know that you, you did a TAFE course or anything like that. So I do want to unpack that at one point. But um, so is this still your favorite album by Slowly? Yeah. Yeah, definitely my favorite. And then, yeah, Daisy Chain, close number one. But yeah, St. Leonard's up there. And you said that this was the first song you heard by them. Yep. Was this, this was the first song you heard by them. Is it your favorite? No, it's not my favorite. <laughs> What's your favorite? Well, that's a that's a close one. It's, a, it's hard. There's so many. Um, I do really love Smile Lines. Um, nice. I think I just whenever I've seen it live, it just goes really hard, and the crowd's always been really good to watch. Um, but then, yeah, there's others like I love Ten Leaf Clover, um, and a few others off of Race Car Blues. Can't remember them off the top of my head though. <laughs> That's all right. No, I love this band too. Um, we spoke about them obviously earlier, but I think this record especially was almost like the perfect. It was like a love song to to like emo music in in, in Australian music. Like I felt like like Kiss Chasey walked so slowly could release this album and kind of was like a homage to to that kind of music from back in the day, but also bringing it to the current. And now they've gone a bit more indie rock and like dance pop stuff. But um, I just think this record was like, it's just a time capsule that kind of was like this modern emo record in local Australian music. They kind of like was a homage to everything that came before. Is that a bad take, Dave? You're looking at me funny. No, I'm just taking it in because I was, I was actually thinking about what my first slowly song would have been. It would have been off St. Leonard's or maybe, oh no, it would have been Race Car Blues. Because for the longest time, I thought Columbus and Slow Slow were the same band. Uh, that's pretty embarrassing, but <laughs> I really like do not like Columbus at all. But then, not even not even the, not even Spring Forever. No. I love them. Oh. <laughs> Spring Sorry, Forever is a, is a is a classic, Dave. Uh, yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I listened to Race Car Blues. I was like, oh. Should probably go and listen to like the rest of the stuff. And I was talking to Maca, and he's like, "Yeah, man, like Ben was like a sick drummer in like this hardcore band yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff." And I was like, "All right," and went went to Camomile, went to St. Leonard's, and just like smashed those and race yeah. car blues, smashed those three, grabbed the vinyl, all that kind of stuff. Um, Message yeah, some random can... dude from from Facebook asking for they was looking to get rid of tickets for their slowly gig, and then didn't end up buying them. Who, me? Yeah. When? It was me. Do you remember that was our first time we ever spoke without knowing that? You don't remember was that? It? Yeah. You, I, 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 was, I, was looking to, I was looking to move on slowly tickets and you messaged me about them and then said, oh, I can't make it. Oh, damn. Anyway, thanks, <laughs> yeah. Dave. I thought that was yeah, a special sorry. moment, but that's all right. Yeah. Well, I saw you hope. I thought that was the first time you spoke. No, nah, second. Okay. I do want to mention that when Nick was on the podcast, he did say about the test press that he was surprising me with of the oh, scent letters. Right. I had a feeling that that's what it was. <laughs> oh, really? He did mention that he had brought something from Luke, and I was like, oh, yeah. And like he oh, kept, like, pushing it. Like, and I was like, I just was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like... <laughs> Hey, May, I bought this one record from our friend Luke that has only one thing that I want to get, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah, don't look at the sales post either. I actually didn't look at the sales post, but I just knew it was something to do with slowly. He was like, it's something we don't have. And I was like, 
what else is it going to be? Like, <laughs> I'm so glad you got it because you know how like Nick didn't guilt trip me, but I was talking to him and I'm like, all right, Nick, I get it. You, you and may love that album, but I don't want to sell you my test press. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw it come up and I'm like, Luke's got one. Fucking buy it. <laughs> yeah. The uh, chat was lively that afternoon when it was. Bought you put it up. We're like, Nick, Nick, you're going to crash your little scooter. I appreciate Luke as well. He's helped me, um, a couple of years ago. That's how we first kind of started talking was, um, he messaged me, about selling some of the slowly coffee beans we missed out on some of them and he just like randomly messaged me one day and was like hey i've got a spare pack i'll send them to you and i was like whoa what like so that was kind of like our start of like talking to all of you guys and that sort of thing like yeah it's very wholesome borchi is a really good dude yeah Actually, that's just triggered something in me. Can you imagine in an alternative universe where May was originally in those group chats, Dave? May probably would have talked to us sooner than Nick did. <laughs> Absolutely, she would have. Like, we could have had an extra three to four months or two two to three months with uh, May, and, May and Nick in our lives. <laughs> if May was the original in the group chat and not Nick. <laughs> oh, poor Nick. He still um, gets nervous to jump on now, I reckon. Especially lately, doesn't know what what Phil Dave <laughs> Webby or Jackson he's gonna get. <laughs> is Phil in a good move or is he like bloody like <laughs> coming for blood? Is Phil pissed off about footy again? We don't know. <laughs> yes, the answer. The answer probably. <laughs> oh, fucking lies. Oh, good thing we have a buy this week. Can't lose a buy. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. Moving on. What did we play after after Slowly Dave? We played Bougainvillea by Sly Withers. Your favourite <laughs> band. I hate how much I like this song. It's it a comes on song. the playlist and I'm already I'm I'm in a really good mood because, you know, just a girl starts, banger. I'm like, yep, you know what, this is a good playlist, I'm getting ready. My chem plays. Fucking love my chem, right? Foil Boy plays, I'm in a mood. Bring Me the Rising comes in, I'm singing along. Alchemy comes on, I'm still up there, and this song comes on, and it's some vulnerable, <laughs> and it's so good. Um, but, May, talk to us about Sly Withers and why you've you've deemed them in your playlist. Sly Withers, I actually saw them support slowly, slowly a couple of years ago. That was the first time we've seen them. And then 2020 came around, and obviously not a lot of shows happening. Um no one coming into WA, no one going out, that sort of thing. Um, they had a show on in Dunsborough, which is further down south, about an hour away from Bombury. And um, mm-hmm. I said to Nick one day, I was like, let's just go watch them. We haven't been to a show all year. Like, it was in December, like, first and last show. Like, let's just go. And from there on, we're like, this is our band. Like, we've got slowly, slowly. And we've got Sly Withers. They're our, they're our bands. Um, we've seen them well, over 10 times now. Um, always probably at the front. You know, Nick's big head there. <laughs> the beacon. Yes, the beacon, as he's known. But <laughs> like, we get sent videos of, like, being at the front of a gig and someone, like, that we know sent a video of, like, Nick's head and, like, we see you, like. 
<laughs> Nick's slowly becoming the uh, Matt Farrow of the uh, West Coast. <laughs> we love you, Matt. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's funny. So, look, I don't want to shit on this band too much, but let me just get my facts straight. Did this band become your band because you weren't allowed out of the state or because you deemed them one of your bands? I need to know because the story, I just want to make sure. Both. It was <laughs> but they were touring and doing shows quite often, like throughout COVID when yeah. we were able to have shows over here. Um, and like, they're just so different, like to what we, the vocals obviously they're very distinct and quite Australian um and I just love them like oh, I can't explain they're not like my favorite band just a good Perth band wait I think I do want to go see them have you seen them Dave yeah they're very good live they're really good Oh, wait, fuck. This is the band you're not allowed to mosh to. They actually changed that, haven't yeah. they, May? So Yeah. They changed it. So, yeah, they don't, put the, the, they don't put the message out um, anymore. After Nick spoke Ooh. about them on the pod and you guys were talking about that, they've actually not had any mention of that at any shows that we've been to. Breaking <laughs> news. Sly Withers listens to the press conference podcast religiously. <laughs> Thank you for listening, boys. Now get active on your socials and reply to my friends. Yes. We just want acknowledgement <laughs> once. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, no, I, I hate how much I like this song. They're almost like the uh, the not cancelled version of the Smith Street Band. That's that's, what that's like, is that a fair assumption? Yeah. yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. So my one of my close mates absolutely loves Sly as well. Um Smashed them since day one, and he's a huge Smith Street Band fan as well, or was. Cancelled. <clears throat> I think they're a bit more talented, so they have a bit more do- bit more range in their songwriting. Um, I remember when I saw the Smith Street Band for the last time, I was standing next to him, and I realised it clicked in my brain that they sing, they write the same songs, but the sort of the words are just different. Yeah, and I <laughs> leaned over to my mate and so. I'm going to go, these guys fucking suck, and just walked out mid-set. So, unfortunately... Will, Will, Will Wagner probably was like, oh, fuck, I don't know yeah. if I want to keep doing this anymore. Dave just like... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, like, um, listening to Sly Withers, yeah, they've got a good range of songwriting, they've got good energy, they're loud, they, like, they you should be able to move in the pit to them, like... They, they do want you to make you dance and mosh and... They probably said it. They probably around. said it because, what, man, you said you've seen them 10 times since then? Yeah. They're probably, they're probably nervous. They're like, fuck, there's this really big dude in the front. If they start moshing, he might hurt <laughs> some people. So. <laughs> <laughs> we better put that warning up because that fucking tall dude's here again. <laughs> like, they had a Star Wars scroll at the Melbourne show. Like, it was, like like a, a, the rolling credits from the start of a Star Wars film. But they did actually stop the show and explain why. And someone got really hurt in one of their shows, one of their first 10 shows. And so they vowed to, to kind of protect the people. <laughs> protect the that. galaxy. Yeah, protect the <laughs> protect the galaxy of the pit. Uh, fuck. I hate that I like the song. It's a very it's good YouTube. song. I can guarantee if we go through my camera roll, every slash show we've been to, I've probably recorded part of that song, I don't know, the, the lyrics are just 
great talking about shitty self-care and that sort of stuff it's me <laughs> whoa whoa actually no fair call what i'm just looking up in the background i'm really sorry for taking my time on this but I'm trying to find Nick's playlist because I just want to do a bit of comparison. We've had we've had a slowly song and we've had a slow with a song, and I think Dave, we need to make a call on which one we like more. Okay, it's May. So Nick had Nick had dinosaurs by Slowly. Oh fuck, that's hard. Dinosaurs or Alchemy? Alchemy, better intro. Yeah, I think Alchemy is better too. And then. Um, Bougainvillea. <laughs> Bougainvillea or Clarkson? I'm going to go with Bougainvillea. I really like Clarkson. Clarkson is a good song. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Clarkson and I'll split the room. All right. Anyways, let's move on. What's next, Dave? <laughs> Wait, we didn't write Bring Me Songs. Did he have Bring Me in his? Oh, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea Smile or Drown. Drown. Uh, I think Drown as well. Sorry, Nick. If it was uh, like The Sadness Will Never End or Suicide Seasons, I would have picked that. But Or Diamonds Aren't Forever, I might have picked that. But Chelsea Smile. We still love you, Nick. Sorry, we've actually absolutely given Nick an absolute bath today on the pod. <laughs> He's even here to defend himself. He knew this. That's was what he gets happen. for trying to fart at the start of the pod. We're not. We're not putting that in, Mick. Donkey. Uh, <laughs> so the next song we're going to talk talk about is the main "Slip the Noose." Do you want to go through that one with this man? Yeah. So I started listening to the main in 2011, just before they came over for Soundwave. I didn't actually see them at that sound wave, though, because I was watching Broomer Horizon. It was very tough for me to pick a band to watch. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I feel that. I think the main are just an amazing band from going from the first album to what they have now. It's just a completely different range. Um, this song is a very deep song. Um, the lyrics are quite sad (laughs) um but yeah like the i was on the verge of breaking down then you came around i dropped that at nick nick is the light of my life he gets me through a lot mentally um yes he he he's amazing um but yeah this album was released in 2019 but it also got me through 2020 with a lot of stuff that was happening i know that over here we didn't have it as hard as you guys did but it was still very tough. Um, going to gigs for me is like a big thing because I don't get out of the house much. So like gigs are like my life. And that we, that was taken away from us. So that sucked. But they were doing live streams and doing like concerts and stuff that you could buy like $10 tickets to and go like watch their live stream. It was like 6am for us. And we spent a lot of time doing that, watching their shows. Um, I can't really pick a favourite album of theirs. But I do love American Candy and Lovely Little Lonely. Um, I just think they're really nice guys. Mm. Another nice band to meet. Um, this is one time that I took Nick to see them. They were supporting Neck Deep and Old Time Low. Who? 
Oh, I was at that show. That was a very good show. You're cancelled, though. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so I took Nick to that because he wanted to obviously see Neck Deep. So did I. And I wanted to see the main because that was the first time I was going to see them. And then... Was that the first time you saw the main? Yeah. Oh, fuck. And, um, they were meeting people, like, at the merch. And I was like, I'm going to go meet them. I had met them when they were here for Soundwave. And stuff, but I was like, I want to go meet them again. And like, I was talking to John, and I got a photo with John, the lead singer. And then he's like, To Nick, do you want to get a photo? And Nick's just standing there, like, Oh, yeah, sure. So he's just, like, there's this really awkward photo of Nick with this guy that he has no idea who he is or anything like that. But after that, Nick started loving them too. So I'm very grateful that we have similar music taste, and I'm able to introduce him to some bands that I've loved since I was like, 15, 16. So you prefer their new stuff to their first two albums? Oh, their first two albums, like, I love them just for the nostalgic reasons. Like, I played a lot of um, black and white while playing Sims. (laughs) I'd just sit there in my room listening to the main, playing Sims 3 and stuff. But I do prefer their newer stuff. Uh, Their recent album XOXO it's a little bit different I didn't love that as much as Lovely Little Lonely and American Candy but You Are Okay is also mm-hmm. a very good album I do love that hmm. have you listened to the main of a Dave I thought I did but then I looked at all their albums and I don't think I'd have um very you should popular. go back and listen to Can't Stop, Won't Stop. I think that's going to be right up your alley. Yeah. Absolutely. Not. I probably would have, because they came out in 2008, and, like... They did a lot of that like... synth-like, pop-punky kind of stuff, but not really punky. It's just, like, synth-pop yeah. emo from that MySpace was... era. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of Motion City soundtrack around that time, I think. Like, I see stars if they didn't have breakdowns or screams. <laughs> okay. And sang about, like being in love <laughs> and then listen to the amazing so cover really of i want to love you that's on the punk goes crunk album that, that's just great that's a okay. real good song yes yeah <clears throat> well do we want to play that and then yep. uh we've got one more bracket is that right fuck we've got one more bracket to talk about yeah all right let's play it all right Break down hysteric and young, uncomfortably numb. Then you send my pain into oblivion. I was on the verge of breaking down. Then you came around, and not a second too late. Story. And you see that I knew better 
Is it lonely where you are? All the way across the room With a knife inside your heart I feel it too mm. Is it just the way we are? Always burning through the roof Oh, I guess only the stars would know the truth mm. I die for you, I die for you So at the top of that bracket, we played Slip the Noose by The Main, uh, followed by Clouds by One Direction, and then Blender by Five Seconds of Summer. Um, Dave, I know you're thrilled about this this part of the uh, playlist. May, talk to us through One Direction and your journey with them. Sorry, Dave, about the poppy part of the playlist, but... Hey, no, <laughs> this no, it's fine. This is where I'm um, at now in my life. <laughs> um, I picked... Actually, wait, before we, before we continue with that, May, I just want to say, uh, I want to go back to, um, I want to go back to today, Dave, we're texting about 5.20 PM. Do you want to share what you asked, what the big question was? I was going to ask, I didn't actually, it was just a joke, but I was just going <laughs> to, I was going to ask you if you went Emotional light, damage. If you were going to go light on the, on the pop because of me. If you went light on the uh, pop on the playlist because of me, and then you put that comment in the group chat and I was like yes you did so what was the comment again you have done that the comment was pretty funny what was it I don't know I wiped it from my memory I laughed a lot um can't believe we don't even get to listen to my playlist it's because Dave hates pop music (laughs) (laughs) that's funny stuff yeah you're just too underground for the for the for, for the real world Dave I said I'm happy with the songs. That's fine. I just like it's not something I I gravitate to. So I'm razzing you, David. It's fine. Yeah. Well, 
Let's talk to May about her songs. <laughs> so One Direction Clouds. Why this song? And, and I guess why them? Okay, so I picked this song because it was the first song they played at their Perth Sherry when I got to see them for the first time and had a big cry. Um, <laughs> but I do love this song. It just takes me back to seeing them. Um, I was a bit of a secret One Direction fan for a few years. Um, when they were like super popular, like after X Factor sort of thing, I was like, I don't listen to these guys. Like, I, I don't know. And I'd like not make fun of people, but I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, like One Direction fan. But um, after a breakup, I decided to be who I really am and be a One Direction fan. And yeah, I just decided that. I was just going to love them in public. It was fine. But, and it always surprises people, like, because of how, like, I look. I'll tell people I love One Direction. They're like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. Wasn't expecting that. But, yeah, um, I think they're amazing. I miss them. I couldn't pick a song, so that's why I went with Clouds, because of seeing that for the first time. Um but also, I really love Girl Almighty, which is on the same album. I do have a tattoo for that song. Um, that whole album is It is an amazing great. album. I was just about to say that and Midnight Memories are my favourite albums. And I, I agree. Cool that I went to that show because that's just before Zayn had left. He actually walked out and didn't come back on stage yeah. at our show. Yeah. Oh, really? He probably saw Nick's big nonce in the front and said, Nick wasn't there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I had to bring it back. (laughs) Um, No, I I, I honestly think there's a big injustice with One Direction and they're just the image. I think Taylor Swift has had a lot of this for a long time as well, where people would talk so much shit on Taylor Swift for so many years and then it's almost like in the last five or six years, people are like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I like Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it. Um, and I feel like Five Seconds of Summer, if they were still a band, they might get a bit of that because their albums after the first one is pretty much like flawless catalog, in my opinion. You meant One Direction? Five Who Seconds of Summer? Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, fuck. I definitely didn't mean that about Five Seconds of Summer. Actually, no. You know what happens, though? People- what? People think pop acts nowadays are like flash in the pan. So like in the in the instance of Taylor Swift, she just hasn't gone away and hasn't gotten worse. So you really so you warn them down. Oh fuck fine, yeah. I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So like um like One Direction, they've been around for a, a while and like I'm not super familiar, but people still talk about them now. So they're kind of I know they're not a band anymore, but um they're wearing people down and then like Harry Styles comes in, they're like like he's taking over that mantle in a way, is he? I don't know, but that's that's what I think. So like they'll hang shit on a a one hit wonder and they'll disappear into the ether and not be thought of again. But these bands just hang around, and chip away at it. Yeah, I think they're just really good. Um, like I saw them with Five Sauce actually, like back on that tour. Um, and my my my, what is that thing that my five degrees of separation? 
or whatever the hell the expression is. Um, a girl I used to work with at Village was the girl that Harry went to Cookie Bar in Melbourne with after their show that weekend. And we did not stop hearing about it for weeks at work. It was actually pretty funny. But um, no, I think I think they're just super underrated. Yeah. They're just a boy band, but they're like just like they're just a boy band. And it's yeah. not bad music. It's just people I don't know. So another f- six degrees of separation. Is it six degrees, is it? Yeah. My ah, tattoo artist tattooed two of them when they're in Melbourne one time. So they like made a secret booking and then got tattoos on like the Monday and then the Tuesday two Japanese girls came in. They're like, One Direction, you're here yesterday, weren't they? And they're like, wow. no, <laughs> like these people are fully stalking them. So it's a pretty cool story. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably making like a <laughs> big non smoking in the door. Hello. He, say, he said one was really tall. Uh, Poor Nick just has to deal with um, my One Direction and Harry love, I think. But he, he, he surely, he surely Oh yeah, it, definitely. Right? I mean, he went to Harry with me and my sister. But like, I think he knew what he was getting himself into when we were talking and stuff before we started dating. Like he knew I was I was quite open with being a massive One Direction fan on Facebook and Instagram. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the resume. It's like here are my red flags. I'm going to tell you about them now, and you can't use it against me. I like I like One Direction. Pretty There's much, yeah. <laughs> What was his red flag? What's his red flag band? I still love Green Day. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> I'm taking him for a rinse. Uh, what's wrong, Dave? Nothing. I'm just laughing. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about with One Direction? Um, I really hope that they do come back one day. I even have a, I have a I savings account just in case. Put away money here and there for a ticket because <laughs> I don't know how much they're going to be, and I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, there's all these rumors at the moment. But I think at the same time, Harry's big enough now that he doesn't have to go back. Like, I don't think they'll go back for money though. I think they know that they'll be like they'll make money. I think they'd go back because they're like, "Fuck, let's do that again." Do any of the else? Do any of the others do? Uh, music? I think Still? all of them except for... Uh, so, Louis has just released an album recently and he's touring at the moment. Niall yeah. is releasing an album again, because I think there was another one previously. Um, and he's touring. He's coming to Australia, unfortunately. Not coming to Perth, but it's alright. Um... Liam just goes and starts shit here and there, but also he's had music released and so has Zane, but Zane's very quiet, so I don't know what's going on there. I loved Zane back when I like was really into them. Like I thought he had the best voice out of the lot. I thought he was just the best and then I don't know, like it gives me the ick. <laughs> That's how I feel about Liam. He gives me the ick. <laughs> yeah, so something's like Yeah, we were there, watching but... um their first X Factor performance the other day and I was like yeah. oh man like, I don't know how people got into them from like I give credit to those like 1D girlies that were there from day one because yeah, like, so do I. yeah they, they were not great back then but yeah they've made it now 
I actually think, Dave, you should go back and listen to this album in full. I think it actually is written really well. I think the songs are quite good. They're they're not like conventional pop songs. I think it's definitely worth listening to this album in full. Well, I was reading the lyrics to Clouds and it's pretty emo. So like these people, it's just like packaged. Ed Sheeran Sheeran wrote a bunch of songs off this record too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know that um, he wrote Little Things, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Which is, I don't, I can't remember. Is that, is that on the album? Yeah. No. I think it's on the one before, right? But I think he also helped write Night Changes. A few other th- songs, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember, but I'm sure our big One Direction listener base will um, tell us. Uh, don't roast know. me, 1D fans, please. <laughs> no, I'll fly, I'll fly the flag. 1D are good. They are. Well, let's move on to their. Um, if we, we if we make jokes that Wester are like the uh, neck deep wannabes, Five Sauce are like the One Direction wannabes, right? <laughs> Is, that's a fair comment. <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> They're completely different. All right. All right, this song Blender. Um, talk to us about Five Sauce. I got into Five Sauce because of my younger sister. They're her favorite band at the time. I was like. No, I hate that band. Like, that they're, they're lame. And, like, they suddenly became, like, a favourite of mine because, like, they were quite big 2014. That's when they were getting famous. And um, mm-hmm. I remember in 2015, my sister really wanted to go to their show and with her best friend at the time. And I was like, oh, mum, like, I don't mind. I'll take her if you need someone to take her to the show. But really, I just wanted to see them. So... I was um, very happy and I basically said to her, look, I'm a Fast Source fan too. And even I was going through like our messages back in the day and um, you could tell when I had told her that I liked Five Source because she started sending me like all these memes and like Michael Clifford stuff because <laughs> I got into them because I liked him. And yeah, it's just become my sister and I's favourite band. We go to their shows together. Um what we really talk about. Um, the Michael Michael Clifford isn't the dude with the, yes, the, the hair, with right? Sorry. If you're going to say something that's going to cancel them, please don't. <laughs> Good. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. Um, yeah, so my sister and I have lined up for their shows a few times. Even Nick's being dragged along. He likes them. I'm not forcing him to line up for shows. He's coming with us regardless. Um, Poor Nick. Have you tied him up back there or something? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, Five Sauce Five, that's the most latest album. It kind of grew on me. At first I was like, "Uh, Youngblood's my favourite, or they're self-titled. But now this is up there as well. Um, I think Blender's a really cool song. Once again, it's like, sounds super happy, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's a bit depressing. Um, yeah, that album has some cool songs in it. I really like Bad Omens. That's a very nice song. Um, it kind of like, I um, when we saw them live, I was trying not to cry because it's just such a nice song. <laughs> I'm a concert crier. 
I would love it. I think however you want to show emotion at a Yeah, gig, for sure. For Everyone's looking forward. No one's looking at each other. It's the best exactly. time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the saddest but also best thing I've ever heard you say, Dave. I can just imagine you like at a show, one tear comes out and you're thinking, no one's looking at me. Everyone's looking at the front. I happened to kiss, kiss Josie. Good thing. So I was standing there and I'm like, Webby, do not just look forward, Webby. Just look on his foot and like, look forward, Webby. That's awesome. Um, I, I, I mean, my history with Five Sauce, I don't know if you have a history, Dave, uh, was their first album. I think their first album was, yeah. like, awesome. Just, like, fun pop punk boy band stuff. And then, and then like, the next album happened and then the one after that happened. And that Michael Clifford guy is, like... If he wasn't in that band, he'd be, like, on watch lists at, like, service stations across the country, I reckon. Like, he's a very sus-looking dude. Like, just shave the head, bro. You're losing your hair. I'm going to lose my hair one day, and I'm going to shave it. You no, should be the same. No, he's not allowed to shave it. his head. He's <laughs> um, a bit of a mullet going on in there, Spotify. Does he? He complimented oh, yeah. Nick's hair. Look at this dude on the first album cover. Look, look at him. Look at him. Oh, you can't tell, but he's losing it. Anyways. Um, why, the, why this song? Like, why is this your favorite song or is this just a song that you thought just for the time, like for the moment, it's just one you want to uh, It's in? not my favorite song, but it is a song at the moment. Um, that was like, it relates the whole stressed and depressed is pretty much the story of my life. And yeah, all their other songs, I couldn't decide like young blood is my favorite album. That's just full of bangers. Like it's a no skip for me, that album. But I couldn't decide what song to pick. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with something that relates currently. And yeah. Can we get a podcast exclusive here? If I'm correct, is it Nick's yes. number plates Youngblood? Now, is it because of Amity's album? Is it because of Five Seconds of Summer? Or is it because of the teen crumpets bloke from across the ditch? Um, it's all of them. Oh, and, that is and, on the fence and at also its there's um young blood lyrics in Fall Out Boy as well. So it's there's a whole mix. He couldn't get what he wanted, so we came cheeky. up with that. And oh, fuck what did he yeah, F A R Q yeah, but W A said no. Because of because of his yeah. name, they wouldn't allow it. Yeah, mm-hmm. WA, WA said no. I thought he was going to get Trey Cool, but that's different. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bump, oh my god! Actually, I got I got some jokes, but they're not very good. So I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, that I'm wasn't sorry. Before, but, um... No, he's not. He's there, yeah, Good cover. Good cover. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So should we talk yes. about the last song? So we've got uh, Fine Line by Harry Styles. This is a great closer um, for a playlist, but talk to us about Harry. The record start going on and on again, like Fall Out Boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do it. There's a trend going on here, but it's fine. I'm here for it. There's a what? <laughs> the trend. Yes, a lot of depressing yeah. songs. <laughs> Frontman, um, tears. I love Harry. Harry's my favourite out of One Direction. Always has been. Um, When he decided to go solo, I was a little bit worried. But 
self-titled is an amazing album as well fine line is my favorite of his um this song though just catches me whenever i listen to it i get super emotional um there's starting to be like this thing of nick coming home from work and he'd come upstairs and if he could hear that song he'd be like oh no like maze had a day <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be lying on the bed, like oh, I should laugh at that. up at the ceiling, listening to it. But um, yeah, this album got me through 2020 as well. Um, the lyrics are sad. Sounds amazing though. Um, I was actually very get it here in Australia, and he's currently playing it now in Europe again. So that sucks. <laughs> but I know that if he did play it. I would have been a mess. So it's probably best for everyone that that didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, I love Harry. Everything mm. he does is amazing. So I've got a question. So out of the, all the other One Direction members who went off to do their solo stuff, why did you uh, like pick Harry as like your favorite, I guess? Like, was it the fact that it was just Harry and similar to the Pete Wentz thing? Or was it very much a you liked his music more or was like, or you didn't like the others? Like what was, what was your thought process? I just thought his music was, was amazing. One. Like it was completely different to what One Direction were doing with the self-titled. Um, I find self-titled quite a rock album compared to what he's got. Like there is different. The um, Angel and that are quite different. But yeah, like. And he sounds different to the other guys. Like, there's genre. Yeah, like, mm. Louis's good. I do like his music, especially his latest album. But, yeah, Harry is just great, great musician. Did you like this track, Dave? Yeah, that was really good. Have you listened to much Harry other than the uh, Sushi Restaurant uh, album? Not really, no. So I need to get, go back and listen to this more. Now that May said it's more of like a rocky album, like I, I do like Harry's House, so um, I should go back. It's just something I, yeah, I was swept up in my screamo deep dive. Yeah, self-titled, the rocky album, Fine Line, I find is a mixture of things, really. Like, because then you've got Treat People with Kindness, that's like a really boppy, happy track, and mm. then. You go, bam, fine line, depressed and sad. <laughs> and then Harry's House is just a mixture of things. And I really like that album too. I actually found it quite hard to pick a song of Harry's because I thought of maybe doing one from Harry's House. Because Nick was like, don't do fine line, don't. And I was like, no, I have to. Like, this is my song. Like, this is it. But, like, I love Satellite from Harry's House. I think that's a really good song. Love it. And also yeah, music for a sushi song. restaurant. That's like my favorite. But yeah, this is the song for me. I'll be honest with you. The more and more I think about it every day, I, I, the more and more I regret my um, interview um, rankings that, last so- year. Because Harry's House, is, Harry's House is one of the best albums I've ever heard in the last five, ten years. That's right. You should have um, considered your rankings, though. <laughs> Dave, what are you going to say? I can see you like 
you're thinking, you're like, this guy, he's old <laughs> crack. Why am I doing a podcast with him? <laughs> no, not at all. Like, you're allowed to think that. Um, I was just actually, I couldn't even make that call. I just think, oh, look, I mean, Harry Styles, I mean, fine line for me, what, um, that record came out 2019. I felt like I listened yep. to it a lot through COVID, um, especially like Laura and I. This was one of the albums that we would listen to, like, all the time. Because uh, it does have a bit of everything. It, it's a bit of a bop, but then it has like a lot of slow like songs through it. Um, what's the other one that I really like from this record? Um, the other slow one in the middle? Oh, yeah. Falling? Yeah. Oh, classic. Like that's an absolute banger as well. Um, like a sad boy banger. Um, I mean, yeah, I just think Harry's great. And I think Harry's house is, I can't fault anything after track four. And I can't fault anything from track one, two or three. But like the run of songs from four, all the way through to the end is just like brilliant. So, yeah, Harry Styles are very good. He is very, very good. Even my doctor is a Harry fan. Like when I found that out, I was like, "Yeah, I picked the right one." <laughs> that is very good. Um, great way to end the play. Great way to end the playlist. It's a closer on that record. It's a closer here. We yeah. love a good closer on the pod. It's good. Anything else you want to say about Harry or or anything? Anyone? I got stuff about Harry because, yeah, I could go on. But, yeah. I think it's a great song. Um, Good closer. Sorry if it's a bit depressing, everyone. But, no, you can see how I feel sometimes. (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's a beautiful song. Uh, mm, For sure. You think, Dave? Any 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 other comments? No. Yeah. Listen to more Harry, I guess. Excellent. Well, just like that, we've done. We've spoken about ten songs. Um, we'll play Fine Line soon, but I guess may. Um, anything you want to plug? Oh, um. Well, first off, if you're only listening to this because of me, please give the guys a like. Follow them. Listen to their podcast, listen to their other episodes, maybe give Nix a listen. Um, Also, I was going to plug Nick's Instagram for his vinyl, but he never posts. So, but if you do want to check out his post, it's I'm made of wax. Um, Who's going to change it to I'm made of the big (laughs) guy at the front of shows at WA? (laughs) He did say big things coming, but we don't, we don't know about that. So... Maybe I should jump on there and start posting oh, instead. Okay. I have that thought about fun. it. You guys have a lot of like spicy records. Yeah. You should definitely be posting. Probably should get around to it. I'll take over his account. When, you, when, are, when are we all hanging out again? Will it be good things? No, I'll come. Yeah, you're in coming September. over here. That's right. Take me to see the aquacus, right? Like that I haven't seen them myself, so yes. Well, even I've seen them before, so but I'm keen to go back. I'll take you to Frio. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. And then when then what? We're all going to regroup for good things. Yeah. Hopefully, for that boy on the lineup. Neck deep, better fucking be on that lineup, or I'm going to like bloody. Slideshow's going to be a slog if you're going to see both of those. Well, the good news is I have the whole week off before, so. Like, I know, I know, Nick, May, you guys are going to be in Melbourne, but if they're playing in like Adelaide, I'm driving Adelaide. (laughs) 
um, if they're in Brisbane. I did I'm say to Nick that I was quite way. scared that if Fallout Boy do come over, they'll probably do side shows. And I was like, now I've got to try and organise that as well, if that's the case. Like, yeah, it's going to be a bit of fun. But, yeah, I'm excited to hang out yeah. with you guys again. Yeah, it'll be good. March was good. It's always a pleasure. Um, yeah. Well, thanks again, mate, thanks for coming for on the pod. Me. We really appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Um, first, first female on the pod. Great playlist. First, like real injection of pop as well on the pop on the pod, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. This would be fun. Just an FYI, we were doing the intro the other night, and Phil's like begged me on his knees asking if we could do some more pop stuff. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then he's roasted me all, all night tonight. So, well, no, thanks I'm saying like, you, the catalyst for change is good. It's good. I'm, we're to, we're, we're to, yeah. I mean, we're talking big things coming, you know, if you, if you pop artists coming on the pod, that'd be all right. I think something a bit different. Yeah, of course. Um, Cause I'll tell you what, pop music is just as sad as uh, the stuff we listen to. Maybe sadder, to be honest. Yeah, definitely going out over the lyrics okay. of the songs that I've picked. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty depressing. Just sounds fun. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's how we like it. Sweet. Cool. Well, uh, thanks, May, again. We appreciate it. We can't wait to get this one out. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening this far. Uh, please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review. And rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps us with the rankings a lot. Uh, it's always good to see feedback as well. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.com.pod on both platforms. We have also launched the Press Conference Society Facebook group, which again, isn't going to continue to be my Twitter feed for long. Um, please go and join that to join in the convo. Uh, we'll be doing a bit of... Um, having a bit of chat about future episodes and kind of what you all want to see. Uh, and also uh, follow our Spotify page for our playlist. So it'll have this mixtape as a playlist. We also have our, our weekly, uh, our fortnightly updated uh, playlist where we include songs that we talk on the pod. So yeah, go and check that out and um, yeah, just get around what we're, what we're listening to and, and what's on the mixtapes. Sweet. So we're going to, call it with uh harry styles fine line and enjoy and we'll see you next time thanks guys thanks may see everyone thanks may bye
Test of my patience 